Section twenty three of American Scenery, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. American Scenery, Volume One by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Section twenty three. View from Hyde Park the hudson at hyde park is a broad tranquil and noble river of about the same character as the bosporus above rumeli bisar or the dardanelles at abydos the shores are cultivated to the water's edge and lean up in graceful rather than bold elevations the eminences around are crested with the villas of the wealthy inhabitants of the metropolis at the river's mouth summer-houses belvederes and water steps give an air of enjoyment and refreshment to the banks and without anything like the degree of the picturesque which makes the river so remarkable thirty or forty miles below it is perhaps a more tempting character of scenery to build and live among all along in this part of the river occur the landings which are either considerable towns in themselves or indicate a thickly settled country in the rear the immense streamers that ply on the hudson leave and receive passengers at all these points and to a person making the passage for the first time the manner and expedition of this operation is rather startling in the summer time the principal steamboats average from five to seven hundred passengers and there is usually a considerable number to go ashore and come off at each place a mile or two before reaching the spot a negro makes the tour of the boat with a large handbell and in an amusing speech full of the idioms of his own race announces the approach and requests those who are going ashore to select their baggage this done the steamer gliding over the smooth water at the rate of fifteen or twenty miles in the hour shears in toward the shore and the small boat is lowered with the captain in her at the helm the passengers are put on board and away she shoots at the end of a line gradually loosened but still kept tight enough to send her like an arrow to her mark the moment she touches the pier the loose line is let out from the steamer which still keeps on her way and between that moment and the exhaustion of the line perhaps thirty seconds the baggage is thrown out and taken in passengers jump ashore and embark and away shoots the little boat again her bow rising clear over the crest of her own foam with the added velocity of the steamer at full speed and the rapid hauling in of the crew i never have failed to observe a look of astonishment on the part of the subjects of this hurried transfer however used to it by frequent repetition and a long sigh of relief as they look about on the broad and steady deck or tread the ground beneath them if they have gone ashore follows as invariably as the boat is hauled up again the negro crier reappears with his bell and looking the newly arrived group close in the face cries out as if they were a mile off all passengers as hasn't paid their passage please walk to the captain's office and settle e the whole sentence recited in the most monotonous tone till the last syllable which rises suddenly to a ludicrous scream prolonged as long as his breath will continue it 
many fatal accidents occurred formerly from this practice but there is now more care and time taken about it and the accidents if any are rather ludicrous than serious i was going to albany some years ago on board a very crowded boat and among the passengers were a german and his wife emigrants of the lower class they had been downstairs at dinner and the husband came up in search of his wife who had preceded him just as a crowded boatful were going ashore at poughkeepsie either fancying at the end of his journey or misunderstanding the man who was busy with the baggage he threw in his bundle and was peeping through the crowd of ladies on the stern for his wife when one of the men impatient of his delay drew him in and away he flew to the pier he sprang ashore with the rest his bundle was thrown after him and as the steamer sped away we saw him darting about in the crowd to find his vru who by this time had missed him and was running from side to side in quite as great embarrassment on board the poor woman's distress was quite pitiable and when at last one of the passengers who had observed them together pointed out to her her husband in his flat cap and foreign blues standing on the receding pier with his hand stretched out after the boat her agony could no longer be controlled she was put ashore at the next landing to return by the down boat but as another boat up the river arrived soon after at poughkeepsie the probability was that he would embark again to follow her and they would thus cross each other by the way with scarce a word of english and probably very little money they may be hunting each other to this day. End of section 23